Mega Dad's Checkpoint is a mature rated podcast for mega grown-ups only and is brought to you by Kindness Coins because the best relationships are transactional. Welcome to Megadad's Checkpoint, the monthly check-in from the Megadads on the world of video games and video game-related things like, I don't know, cosplays and conventions and, I don't know, there's some sort of controversy, I'm sure, other C-words, I'm sure, involved with this, uh, but, uh, and there's a joke there, but I'm not going to do it because I'm better than that, damn it. Filling in the second chair this month, we've got the late, great Hypecaster, AKA Antonio, how's it going, sir? This is the best day of my entire life. Evan, I'm, thank you so much for having me. I'm so sorry that your life has been such a disappointment up to this point. If this is the best, <laughs> if this is the pinnacle, it's man, that's that's rough. It's all uphill. It's all uphill. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, got, I got nothing. But this month, our special guest is especially cool for a couple reasons one it's a local guest to me and it's having to do with a local event which i'm you know i don't i I rarely leave the house as it is um so if it it helps when events that are near me are cool representing the fabulous 2d con mr howard hong how's it going sir it is going really well thank you so much for having me and definitely looking forward to working with you guys today Cool. So explain, first off, give me the 30-second pitch on 2DCon, and then give me the 45 to 48-second pitch of what you do. Absolutely. So 2DCon, we are a uh, group of volunteers that have been working since 2015, setting up uh, the state's largest video game convention in Minnesota. Uh, Currently, we have been hosting them over at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis, Uh, We've been doing that for the past couple of years. Um, Pretty much, if you love video games, board games, cosplay, anything game-related, we try and do as uh, entertain everyone as much as possible and provide the best experience you can. Um, You're looking for celebrities? We got you. We've got like Carlos Ferro, um, actors from uh, Breath of the Wild, Genshin Impact. All sorts of uh, people are going to be showing up uh, to this year's convention. So, I, you're, if you've got free time on between August 25th and 27th, feel free to join us. It is open to everyone. And I gotta say, especially if you're in the in the Twin Cities area in Minneapolis and St. Paul, and you know we don't really count St. Paul, but I'm not going to air local laundry. <laughs> It's definitely, I've only managed to make it out there once, which I am deeply ashamed of. But I know that Adam, uh, head mega dad, uh, has, has not only been there several times, but they've done live panels there. And it's, it's always a good time. And, and I was impressed the one year I went, um, the, uh, just the, the arcade slash gaming area was there. There was so much stuff, so many different, you know, cabinets and computer setups and console setups and, you know, it's it's one of those where it's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, Antonio or or Howard, how old you guys are. But back in the day, this is where I get my old man cane out. Uh, back in the day, uh, you could go to a Walmart or a Kmart or a store like that. And they would have 
rather than these kind of built-in video game displays that don't really let you do much, they would just hook up a cheap TV and a Super Nintendo to, you know, some counter somewhere. And you would just play, you could play games there. And this is like that times about a thousand, uh, it, which is, it's great. It, you know, it, it fills my poor kid heart uh, to to the brim of just here's here's just just the value proposition is is a great is great. We definitely have uh, it, just like you mentioned. There is a huge assortment of games, uh, ranging all the way back to like original Atari or Pong, all the way up to the latest uh, consoles like the PS5. We try and provide uh, everyone that experience. So uh, if you're looking to play the old, uh, my favorite would be like the NES Legend of Zelda. Um, if you're looking to play something like that, we've got even the gold cartridge version of it. <laughs> Ooh. It's such a beautiful thing to have, like, cons, like, going. I remember my first one uh, in Chicago, and I had never been before, obviously, so I walk in, and I was just blown away. Just a celebration of the culture and it's it's amazing how many of them like have that overlap between um you know comics and and gaming and just all sorts of of interests like blended together and just interacting with people who have that same passion as you do who share those same hobbies like it's one of the reasons why i think that e3 is such a um amazing thing and that i hope that E3 and other conventions like keep going because it's irreplaceable to experience that and join up with people um, in person. So I really hope to go again. Adam has invited us out. He's like anybody who can come and I'm going to try to make it work. It's been a little shut in for the last couple of years. So I'm super excited uh, to go and do something like that, yeah, in the Midwest. So if you're around the area, try to make it out there because it sounds like a really uh, amazing time. So looking forward to it. And Adam extended that invitation to all of the listeners as well. And we're all staying at Adam's house. So just uh, yep. just send your information <laughs> in and uh, we'll make sure that you have a bunk. Hey, as long as you can get me some mead, I'll definitely join in. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. So let's talk a little bit about the world of gaming. But before we get to like the things like what we're playing and, and, and some of that stuff, we got the big question, uh, which we try to ask every show. Just so, something something to kind of you know break the ice a little bit, although the ice is pretty broken at this point. It seems like we're all, you know, that's, that is the beauty of Antonio. He, he just, he melts the ice as soon as he walks in the room. Hot hands is what hot, they call me. Hot, hot hands. Hot hands. Hot hands. I'm going to say and, that amiable personality. I was going to say the law, <laughs> the lawsuit is pending, but we won't discuss that on this show. Uh, but, so the big question, let's talk about con experiences. What was, we've already kind of hinted at some of the stuff, but what was your favorite con memory either as a as a participant or i know howard you're working a con i've worked cons in the past as well uh so like what was your favorite memory or experience you've had at a convention we'll actually start with antonio on this one it's it's got to be twofold because um something that i hadn't seen before you know when i went to my first con was the cosplay and to see something like that you know, people just 
I mean, how much can how much more can you show your passion than with like full blown cosplay? Like that really takes the time and dedication to you know, invest in, you know, building it up and showing up and walking around because it's really an outward expression of, you know, your passion inside, but it's also kind of for others and spreading that joy, right? Because you can't see yourself constantly. So it's it's such a, a beautiful and amazing concept. And I remember just seeing people dressed up of, you know, with all sorts of things across the the culture and you know, just really impressive to see that. And I think the other half of it, honestly, is the uh, vendors, because there's just so happens to be a lot of things that you can pick up that are very custom and niche. And you might find like a, a statuette of something that you, you know, just aren't going to see walking around your local, you know, whatever it was. I, my first con in Chicago, I think I think it was a Comic-Con focused one. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, was in the Rosemont, um, I think you used to call it the Rosemont Horizon area. And uh, that venue was just huge. And we would just walk, walk and walk. And I remember being like, probably, you know, a teenager or something at the time, uh, preteen, something like that. And I remember just wishing like, man, I wish I had more money. <laughs> because I wanted to buy like so many of these um, statues or shirts or posters. And there was just like you just don't see that every day um at least i didn't so seeing everybody come together again it was just it was amazing i, I love the atmosphere and um i tried to go you know since when i got married i had shared that memory with my wife i'm like man this is really cool i'm like would you go with me and we had um uh, something derail us um, when we were uh, attempting to go years later. So I haven't had many experiences, but the one that I had uh, was really amazing. Howard, what about you? Uh, well, if I had to pick out of all of the times over at 2DCon, uh, I think my favorite experience just while volunteering I actually got the chance to meet uh, Carlos Faro. Mm -hmm. He is, yeah, a lot of people will know him as the voice actor of Dom from Gears of War. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, it, when you got to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him, he was, he just felt like a uh, really down-to-earth guy, really wanted to get to know you and have nice conversation with you. He was I remember I went with a, a couple of my buddies. Uh, he stepped away for a brief moment, and I asked uh, one of the people that was at his booth, like, hey, is it possible to get a picture with him? And he's like, eh, he might be able to, don't know, but uh, definitely check back when you come back. All right, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Came back about 15, 20 minutes later, going around the market, and sure enough, he saw us. He's like, are you the guys that were asking about the photo? Well... Anything is possible for the right price. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a, he was a really down to earth guy. We got to chat with him about like uh, his experience working uh, in Gears of War one and how he himself always thought that uh, it just Dom himself was the true protagonist and leader for Gears of War. Uh, uh, he even brought up. Uh, this one question that hits me to this day. 
what was the first uh, first line of text or quote that you heard from Gears of War 1? That quote was, Jack, rip that door. So he, as <laughs> soon as you hear him, you know this is the person that you are going to be following through thick and thin, at least until Gears of War 3. <laughs> Spoilers. Man, why do I remember that moment? I had like a flash like in my head. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's, <laughs> uh, during the event, uh, he was also able to set, we were able to set him up with a booth, uh, so that way people could, uh, ask him a bunch of personal questions, and I, I, I had to go just to chat with him, see if I could come up with the best question out of everyone that was there, and Sure enough, I yeah, I spent like a good hour or so thinking like, man, what what could I ask? It's like, man, could could he just say revive me, revive me? No, no, that's uh -huh. that's that's nothing. That's boring. I, then it dawned on me, what would what would have gone on through Carlos Ferro's mind when he learns that Dom dies? <gasps> so <laughs> again, spoilers. Jesus. How many years has it been? <laughs> More, right? I'm trying Still, to look up. No, the there's there's no statute of limitations, yeah. and don't 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 yeah. tell don't tell me how Citizen Kane ends either. That just don't just don't do it. <laughs> Never saw it. Oh, it's actually it, really it, good. It, it's actually uh, really good. I recommend. Spoiler: it. Luke's uh, Luke's the son of Darth Vader. <laughs> what? 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 Bomb after bomb. I know exactly. Just nothing but warnings um, on this show. So, uh, but yeah, I, I had to ask him like, uh, what went on in your mind when you found out that your character was killed off? He went in through like a whole uh, conversation, just discussing like how he found out from Cliff Blazinski how his character was going to die. Uh, he actually brought him out to a restaurant. It's like, all right, what do you want to eat? It's like, first off, oh no, <laughs> get me a get me a bottle. <laughs> So that, that's I, rough, right? Like when you get that dinner invitation, you're like, oh no, here we go. Oh, it was right after he went through uh, uh, one of his uh, sessions uh, recording his lines. After he got done, Cliff walked up to him and was like, Carlos, let's talk. <laughs> he thought he was getting fired. <laughs> It's really in, good to in, in know a way, that, he kinda was. you know, when you, you know, meet your heroes or just people who are in the industry that are, you know, nice. <laughs> and you, you, you hear sometimes horror stories about um, people who you look up to or have such a really cool um, job, something like you're, you know, you're a fanboy about. And then, you know, just to see that they're not like, get away from me, kid, you bother me. Like, and <laughs> let's also give props to Gears of War for the voice acting because if you really think about it you don't think about uh the voice acting in there because it's done so well like if you go from game to game to game all those characters have to if you think about it they're like human stories being told in a, like a sci-fi aspect and i think we've all at the very least got a little choked up at going through the games in certain key points and you know losing a character like you're saying they're you know you're not going to see this character again they're gone for whatever reason um for you to go from like this very actiony like 
meathead or you know the, these guys who are basically um like roided up football player build type um machines of war and then having that emotion come through not thinking about it you know it's just because it's done so well and they were able to emote and bring characters to life and i think if it wasn't done well we wouldn't be talking about you know gears being a long-running franchise because you can see plenty generic actiony shooters but i think it is a key and i hadn't thought about it until now but looking back i'm like man all that voice work was really good so that that's really amazing Oh, the fact that you're able to still remember some of like the simple lines in in the game, uh, it, just like revive me or I'm down. I could hear it. I could hear it in my head right now. Yeah, and when you were talking it, about like you know, um, you know, taking down the door, like uh, the the sound, the voice is is all really good in there. Yeah, it, it just shows like how well they played in their role, and even when you do ask them some of these kind. Uh, uh, questions as well they're uh the actors themselves are really down to earth they're not just uh, we may put them on some sort of pinnacle or pillar saying like these guys were amazing but uh, at the same time these guys are just regular people that work day in and day out and have gone above it they go out and act just like any other person could potentially do through a lot of time dedication and uh, at the end they're just same human being and person that loves doing what they do and talking with people that love uh, that want to share in the experience i think that i could be a voice actor if i really dedicated myself if i really gave my my voice the training that it needed and maybe um, you know, like a touch by an angel situation where I just got, you know, blessed with talent beyond my years and I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> hey, Get behind me. No, that wasn't right. Let me go again. <clears throat> Get, no. Okay. Get behind <laughs> me. No. Mm, can't do it right now. That's okay. <laughs> just, just have, just have some honey and water and you'll be fine. <clears throat> there you go. Or, or, or take drugs. No, I'm, I'm don't, 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 don't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> there's very few drugs that are performance enhancing in the realm of video games and video game voice hey. acting i'm just just laying that out there <laughs> maybe just something mental just to help calm me down maybe, maybe but maybe who knows know. maybe just an espresso can help right <laughs> the, the, absolutely there you go. Up on my go. my favorite con memory ever uh and i actually hadn't thought of this when i decided on the question but uh, talking about behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Cause that's always where, where I enjoy things is, is getting, you know, seeing all of the things that happen outside of the, the public floor on these things. And I've, I've worked a, a handful of conventions over the years and I was working at a convention. Oh God, maybe 10 years ago now. Uh, it was an autograph convention uh, in Chicago area. And, uh, it, and it, that is exactly what it sounds like. They basically just get a whole bunch of celebrities from all over media, mostly movies and things like that. Uh, and, and you just go and get autographs. That's all, that's all it is. And uh, it was a great convention. I wish I could remember the name of it. I don't think it's running anymore. 
but uh, like I got to meet and interview two Bond girls. You know, I, it was it was nice. a great it was a great convention. Um, but one of the guests was um, and I wish I could remember his name now. I'll look it up here before I uh, get too far in there. But uh, he was uh, the soup Nazi in Sims in uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Oh, soup for it's, you. Uh, nice. It's Larry something. I want to say, uh, Larry, 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 Larry. Where? What is his name? Larry Thomas. There we go. Uh, so yeah, it was Larry Thomas. He was one of the guests, and it was a weekend con- weekend convention. So it was like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the Friday night of the convention, he got probably the drunkest I've ever seen a human being outside of college. <laughs> like but like haven't met my friends (laughs) but i'm saying outside of college like 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 within college is its own is its own kind of world um or at least college age uh but this this but he was 100 percent like he wasn't like falling over or any like he was it was there was a lot going on there i think but he was he was just smashed but like happy smashed like that was that was and just and and that wasn't the memory like that that in and of itself was is fine but it was the next morning we go down all of the celebrities and all the people working there were all staying in the same hotel we go down to the the, the hotel restaurant we're having our breakfast and, you know i'm sitting there i'm, I'm at the same table i'm i'm, I'm uh, you know with the guy the guy who played like seven of the jason Voorhees, and you know i'm, I'm play, like i'm just it's just kind of it's kind of a surreal situation as it is but i'm sitting there eating breakfast and everyone's kind of eating breakfast and and you know catching up and larry walks in late presumably very hungover and just the whole place which is nothing but celebrities and and con workers the whole place just erupts into a a standing ovation for this guy oh, like wow. just like 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 how are you still standing like 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 what is like and and he he just had this the biggest grin on his face <laughs> that he was just like 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 this is my moment and it, it was a uh, it was it was quite the memory yeah you have to imagine what's going on in his he's just like I have succeeded there is nothing else I need to do <laughs> well it's like for for a guy like that like this is how he makes his money for the most part mm-hmm. like he's not doing regular acting he's not doing like this is he's known for one role. In fact, if you go to his web, his website is literally realsoupnazi.com. Like, like this, he has decided that this is this is how he's going to make his bread, and you know, it's uh, it, 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 they're enjoying it. Like some of these guys that do the convention circuit like full time, like that's their thing. Fascinating people, uh, and uh, I definitely recommend just sitting down and talking with. Just pick one at a convention and and talk with him. Um, but imagine having that type of cultural impact where you're, you know, you're like basically universally recognized that he could go anywhere in the, in the United States or, you know, I'm sure many countries and just be like instantly recognized. Like that's huge, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'd be, uh, no soup for you. How many times did you hear him say it? Oh, way too many times. Way too oh, you just like it was just like just laying it out. Well, I feel what, somebody well, asked, I, what like, everybody I, signs an autograph and they're just like, "No soup for you." Oh yeah, yeah, and and thank God I wasn't actually like stationed next to his table. Like otherwise, I probably <laughs> I probably would have had to murder him at some point. It would have been, <laughs> been bad. It would have been bad. Excellent. So let's talk about what we've been playing, gentlemen. 
Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let our guest go first again, but for entirely selfish reasons because he is playing a game that I have had to talk myself out of buying several times because I know it will take over my life, uh, and that is Deep Rock Galactic. Mm. <laughs> yes. So, um, for those who do not know what Deep Rock Galactic is, imagine yourself as a dwarf, but you work for a mining company. That mining company ships you out into space onto a rock, and you have to gather a plethora of minerals, and all of those go to the company. The game itself is so fun to pick up. It is a four-player co-op game that you play with up to three other friends um, or three uh, online people if you care to play with a uh, uh, the community. Um, the game has four different characters that you can play as. Uh, you have the scout, which has a grappling hook, and usually some uh, long-range weapon with a close, uh, with also a close-range weapon attached as well. Uh, you have the driller, uh, as the name resides towards it. He has a ability to drill through the walls. Uh, he also can come with a flamethrower, so that way he can take out the enemies. My class that I usually play, I play as the engineer. That one, uh, that character comes with a sentry turret, which you can set up in stationary locations to automatically target the enemies and fire at them. But you have to be careful with it uh, because you, uh, it does have a finite number of ammo, so you have to always keep your eye on the sentry mm -hmm. if you want it to protect you while mining. Uh, the last one is the gunner. Uh, that one comes with a little minigun where it, it, it's basically like the Sasha from Team Fortress 2. <laughs> nice. With the group of miners... Uh, while you are mining, you are being attacked by a bunch of bugs that almost look like uh, those the bread from Team Fortress 2. Uh, if you've <laughs> ever seen that uh, that expiration date video uh, from several years ago, so much fun because there is a lot of replayability. The maps constantly change every time. Uh, you're given all sorts of different quests and, and objectives to unlock new weapons, uh, gear, and even beards, so that way you can customize your uh, uh, your miner to the way that you want. Then if you ever do get bored, they do have mod support as well, to the point that you could add all sorts of audio mods, switch out uh, the sounds of weapons. Heck, if you don't want to play with four players, you can set it up to eight, twelve, who knows? <laughs> Oh, wow, I didn't know that they allowed that. That's great. Uh, it is considered approved mods, so uh, if you wanted to, you could certainly play it. Just play at the risk of game potentially breaking at some point. But <laughs> That's always the worry with mods, is you're going to break something. Oh, it exactly is. I, I've i got a mod playing uh, the Pillar Men from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so you have uh there's supposed to be this perk that you're able to pick yourself up if you go down and you just hear uh yeah yeah <laughs> deep rock galactic is a fantastic game and i you know 
I've played it because a buddy of mine is into like Vikings and dwarves and all sorts of stuff like that. So as soon as he uh, decided like that he was going to force uh, our whole friend group to get in there, we were hooked. And I think the you're right. The aspect of the game that really gets you is that no game plays the same twice with the randomly generated levels so you're traversing these huge caverns and as you're digging through the the rock you could potentially fall to your death at any time so there's the map is very interesting because you kind of see all these tunnels that you've dug over time and where the next resources that you're trying to get to or the next objective and you could just get so creative in your traversal and like you were mentioning the grappling hook and the different tools that you could use like boots that like have a booster to like keep you from dying and fall damage and traversing is like one of the most like entertaining aspects of the game for me and the fighting of the enemies as they come in hordes and just all the equipment and and weapons that they give you i really enjoy the game have you tried it evan at all or you never tried it because you know you'd be addicted yeah i i so it was it was part of playstation plus like six months ago i want to say something like that so it's i have it in my library i have it downloaded i have not picked it up for exactly the reason that you brought up is like, there's so much about it that appeals to me and, and particularly like I, there's a part of me that would really enjoy doing these regular four person games, you know, like I, but the problem is I suck at shooting. So mm-hmm. if, the, if there is, if there is a role that I can play that doesn't involve actual accuracy, the flamethrower is like spray and pray a lot of times. Absolutely, the flamethrower or the minigun. If you need to shoot multiple places at once and you just want to hit a bunch of enemies, definitely those two are the way to go. But it's 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 more than situation or it's more than accuracy. It's also situational awareness, things like that. Like I I'm drawn to the digger because it's like I can just go and and focus on drilling stuff or it's a driller, not the digger. Uh, that's a different game altogether. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, I, 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 I like to have a job. That's really what it is. I need, I need a job that I can do and, and I can be sort of good at like back in the day when, uh, when I could play team fortress two, I was engineer. And it wasn't because I could hit anybody. It was because I, I was good at placing the turrets. And like, I, that I enjoyed. But, I, you know, if, if, you, if you need me to shoot a guy over there, it's not going to happen. It's just it's going to be bad, and, and I'm going to let the whole team down. Uh, so, yes. So, so that's it's, why the Deep Rock It's definitely a role-place game because you have, you know, as your character has its different, you know, weapon set and perks and strengths and weaknesses – if you work together as a well-oiled machine, then you'll get the, like, you know, get out in two minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. You'll get more resources and you'll be able to survive longer against the enemies that should, like, mow you down. A lot of times I would be with a group and you'd have to coordinate and make sure that the person who's leading has the firepower and then the other person's, like, navigating and making sure we get over this chasm while the other 
two are fighting off the horde that's of bugs that are coming from everywhere and it gets very chaotic but it's it's a beautiful online co-op game and experience so I'm, I'm so glad the you know you brought it up i've i played quite a bit and they keep things fresh with different like um locales and mission types and they the game is constantly supported so you know they they are always adding like new stuff so it's a huge game on pc yeah, and for people who don't also know uh, about Deep Rock Galactic itself, the game is just one one purchase. After that, all the additional content that's released, it's free. It comes with the game. Uh, even even their battle pass that they have, that's included. You don't have to pay for anything. Just the base game. That's what yeah, it's like. rated overwhelmingly positive across all reviews on Steam. Um, I think the Metacritic score and all that was super high as well. Yeah, the the community has definitely grown attached to the game. That uh, there's all sorts of ways to customize uh, your character the way that you want, uh, play the way that you want, and on top of that, the community has really worked with the developers to add additional dialogue and content into the game to make it more enjoyable for everyone. Um, this doesn't spoil anything, but uh, one of the things that you can get in the game is compressed gold. Uh, it has a small percentile chance of dropping in the map, but when you do have it, a lot of the community realize we need to stop what we are doing, stop mining, stop doing the objective, and we need to point at this compressed gold because we need to be free thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> so they will just constantly, you'll hear the miners, they just go, we're rich, we're rich, we're rich. <laughs> the developers immediately got in on this and said, okay, everybody's pinging on this. We need to have management, which is uh, basically pointing you in the direction uh, in uh, while you're doing your objective. We need to get management pissed off while they're uh, pinging this gold. So if you do it enough times, you'll just hear, yes, yes, we know you are rich. Just please get back to the objective. <laughs> it's funny. Did, did oh. they ever add any classes or did they stick with just, I think, the main four? Because the hub area, you have like your own little room and stuff. So I know it's kind of built around the the four classes you could be. Did they ever add any? Currently, they just have the four classes, okay. um, but each of the classes have their own set of unique weapons. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not they're adding them to additional seasonal content, I I recently started playing back in December, so I haven't had a full year to understand what they release. But uh, I, I feel like there is just enough for you to, to feel not too overwhelmed in the game but there's there's more than enough for you to do certain objectives unlock new weapons gear uh and additional overclocks to make your weapons even more powerful this is so dangerous i'm over here looking at the steam page so it was on game pass uh as of uh 2021 i'm not sure if it's still there but on steam right now it's nine bucks Nine, $9.89, I think. It is uh, well worth the $10. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the community, I have not... Yeah, Out of the months that I have played the game, I have not encountered a serious player in this 
uh, at all. <laughs> uh, everyone is just down to earth. They laugh at situations. <laughs> uh, it, one of the uh, biggest quotes in the game that you'll probably hear is the phrase rock and stone. And if you are not rock and stoning in that game, you are not going home. <laughs> you have to like, you can grief teammates, can't you? Because uh, like, there's like the escape part of it, the mission where you just have to get back to your little uh, drill, like canister or whatever thing, the thing that you, that you, you insert, inserted yourself in. So you have to like get out. That's like one of the most fun, hectic moments. I, I, oh, I really enjoy it. There is friendly fire in the game and I will admit, uh, my group of friends that I play with, we will try to do as much as we possibly can. Um, the driller has C4, so yeah. whenever we have the opportunity, we will try to mess with friends and be like, oh, you're doing something important? C4. <laughs> what was that game with the destructible environments It was set on Mars? Um, Red not red, red faction red faction, red faction. Yeah, yep, yep. it's like it's a little bit like that where you have such freedom to you know blow holes in whatever part of the the map that you want and it's just such a key part of the game and doing that in this game with the co-op aspect just adds a whole new flavor to it so yeah incredibly fun moment to moment yeah uh honestly if you have not picked the game up uh because ten dollars that you are getting I would say five to six hundred hours of entertainment right there, if not more. It's won awards all across, um, all across gaming, so it's 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 great. See, y'all are supposed to be telling me this is terrible. This is not. This I, is I not wish helpful. I could tell you that. I, I, I really did. It, I, I'm really bad. I now that we're talking about it, man. Like I have a FOMO problem. It's kind of part of my topic that I was going to bring up later, but this is this is dangerous right now. <laughs> like I'm watching all these all these gameplay clips and stuff and like the upgrade tree and like, Oh, let's just get more, you know, more of the minerals and gold and stuff. So I could get this perk and, and then you just do one more, you know, one more mission and, Oh, it's not good. Not good guys. Don't you gotta, you gotta commit to something like that and then know that you're going to lose a little chunk of your life to it. So great game. Fine. <laughs> God, he's buying it right now. Uh, I already own it. That's the problem. I already oh, own no. it. I got it. I mean, it's, I got it on PlayStation. It's more just like, it's, it's like, I just, I haven't, I, I did it. I, 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 it was part of PlayStation plus. And so I just like, okay, I may play this at some point. So I'm just like, I'll download it. Fine. Whatever. And yeah, it's sitting in my library and just taunt, it's not cross platform. Is it? It is not. Uh, no. It oh, is. Okay. Good. Cause it if was you are to be over with. Yeah. If you are, <laughs> <laughs> if you are playing on PlayStation, you'll be able to play with PlayStation friends. Mm -hmm. um, if you do Xbox Game Pass, mm -hmm. um, then you can play both on Xbox and PC. Um, but when it comes to Steam, uh, it is uh, Steam friends only. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Good so, to know. That's one of the downsides, but uh, overall, definitely a, a fun game to pick up with a group of friends. Antonio, tell me about Ghost Song. So my whole thing is if you're going to be playing games in this day and age, there's so much vying for your attention that it's really hard to stick with something. You just have Game Pass and you have all sorts of things that are just 
clawing at you and you can't it's hard to get back to something so i've played a lot of games i have xbox game pass and big you know believer in trying something uh at least so i'm always downloading something checking it out and then most of the time bouncing off due to lack of time or what have you and it just so happened that of all the games in the last a few months that I've tried Ghost Song is one that was so incredibly addicting that it kept me coming back in in, in opposition to huge games like you know Elden Ring and you know Overwatch and all sorts of things that I had been playing I just always keep coming back to this Ghost Song is a Metroidvania um like game it's um made in Unity it's a uh, you play as a, it's it's hard story wise like to understand exactly, but you appear to be a robot of some type. Uh, you are a uh, suit, like embodiment of a suit, and you have some type of consciousness. And you wake up on a desolate planet, and you just start exploring. And you have a um, Mega Man or Samusaran type. Um, uh, laser on your arm or laser for an arm and then you also have um, the ability to melee with it as well so if you're shooting uh at enemies and it starts to heat up then your melee attack adds like a like a a red hot scorching heating element to it so you start to traverse the environment and later on add like mobility upgrades and upgrades to um get different types of weapons and all across this very beautiful uh environment this this planet you're going inside and down and through all sorts of caverns and um things like that and the soundtrack is very um, somewhat minimalistic, but very eerie. And the whole mood of the game is just fantastic. If you've played a Metroid title, you'll know, like, especially in the beginning of the game, that sense of wonder, like, this is a very odd environment. Like, where am I? I feel, like, alone. I don't know if the next room is going to have just too much danger in it, and it's going to be my downfall. Um, it's just great because visually it's absolutely stunning i have um played this on my very nice oled tv and just any other screen and it's just the colors and the um sprite effects and the way things blow up and the way that the lasers work and the enemies look is just beautiful every aspect of it and as you go screen to screen and the environments change it's just more to enjoy and i just like keep taking it in and taking it in and the upgrades come little by little every time you push a little bit past your means and take on the next little mini boss you get something else that changes up how you play and normally i'm not the biggest metroid fan i'm not the biggest fan of this type of game but everything is done just so well and in such like a bite-sized manner that this this game keeps me coming back it released in november of 22 it's on game pass it's on uh, ps4 ps5 switch and then the xbox series s and x and it's uh and on pc it's fantastic and I'm super surprised that this type of game was done so well that it kept me coming back. And I highly recommend checking it out. I barely looked it up before we got on 
of this podcast and it's only an 11 hour ish experience, which I wasn't even aware of. So I'm probably at least halfway through, if not three fourths of the way through. I was going to say the game definitely looks quite nice. Does it have uh, any way of like increasing the difficulty uh, if you, after you, beat it the first time i would assume that there was would be some type of new game plus type situation it seems like there's a lot of upgrades and weapons and secrets to find so usually for something like that if you're going to go all the way through you know and you accidentally you know hit the end uh you know too early that they would give you the option to go back but i'm not certain about that one of the draws is just I didn't have to find this one really cool um, upgrade to my weapon, but I just so happened to push past these enemies that I probably shouldn't have been able to beat at my uh, at that current point of the game. And I just like it just opens up another path, and then another path, and you just keep digging down, and it's just it's just so incredibly addicting. The uh, sense of discovery. And again, the the lights and sounds and sights of everything that's going on. It's uh, rated at a 79 on Metacritic for the PC version. And if you look at other reviews as well, there are a lot of critics that are that just applaud the game for for being great at what it does. It's very surprising. I want to say that it's the opening uh, game from I think they're called Moon the uh, makers of ghost song i'm gonna i'm gonna actually look that up yeah it's it's their first um first foray and i didn't see any other games credited to to this developer yet so uh, an amazing an amazing first uh title if you ask me developers old moon published by humble games props to them yeah getting very positive reviews i i would say that they're gonna get you know, a lot of attention from this. Um, later on in the story, you meet uh, additional characters, whereas at least the first third of the game, it's just kind of you exploring and a lot of environmental storytelling and not a whole lot of dialogue. And then all of a sudden things change and it be- it becomes very much of a, a less of a desolate um, isolating experience and kind of opens up, which wasn't expected. So even where I am, it's kept me guessing, kept me hooked. And then it went from, uh, getting, being addictive from pure gameplay to now, oh, they're, they're actually going to go for more of the story here and kind of explain what my origins are and, you know, where I am and why, and they finally get into that. But they take quite a while to even start exploring that aspect of the game. And I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really well paced. Nice. Nice. I'll have to check this out. There's a part of me that's a sucker for those Metroidvania kind of games. Plus the, the aesthetic looks cool. So I, Uh, it's, I would, I would give it at least a try. It's, it's, it's really great. I don't know what it is about that that whole robot where their face is just like a single light. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I am yeah. such a I'm such a rube for that for that look. I I don't know what it is. It's it's I'm I'm weird. I I admit this. No, it's it's a great character model and it actually keeps you looking at it. Uh I won't spoil it, but as you go through the game, it just it's just such it, it's such an interesting you are such an interesting character slash 
avatar for what's happening and a lot of the systems and menus and things play off of that and i think that even you saying that you would really enjoy that aspect of the game too it's a dangerous time for you isn't this it is it's bad like this all is these bad. games that are right up your alley i know you don't have the time i got, you I got steal things yourself away from RimWorld to play i think i've managed i think i've managed to break away from RimWorld a little bit uh, lately mm. so and and a big reason for that is actually a game i want to talk about which is midnight suns or marvel's midnight nice. suns or whatever you want to talk however you want to do it uh so this is a game i've been kind of following as it's been in in development which is rare for me i i'm very much a i do not care about games until they're released kind of guy uh just because i've been burned so many times with that but this is a game i kind of followed because it was it's it's a turn-based strategy game uh came out in december of last year uh, turn-based strategy by the Firaxis guys who have done XCOM, the, the you know kind of the XCOM reboot as well as the Civilization games. So it's like they know something about turn-based games. Plus, it's Marvel, and I'm such a uh, I'm such a, a again a rube for for those characters. Uh, and it was going to be using some characters that I don't think have been used really in games before. Like they involve the Runaways, if you're familiar with those uh, those characters. Uh, so it's like this is going to be this is going to be cool. And I was originally kind of skeptical because it was like, hey, is this going to be something that's going to work for, for, you know, I mean, if anyone can pull it off, it's going to be these guys, but it's like, is this, is this, I was getting kind of a little fuzzy about it. And then they were like, okay, we're going to move up the release date, uh, which is, which never happens in video games. Uh, so it's like, there's a lot of weirdness with this, but I did see that it was available on steam for very cheap. So I decided to bite on it. And uh, let me tell you something. This is a ridiculously good game. It is way better than I think I was expecting it to be. Uh, it it marries that turn-based aspect of like XCOM, where you're, you're, you've got your team and you're 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 trying to kill people and, and you're doing all that, and you've got everyone's got a certain amount of powers, but it adds like a deck building element. So each of the characters that you bring has a deck of eight cards that are the different abilities and they can be attacks they can be support stuff they can be you know all sorts of the different things and and you can you know customize the decks in between the missions and and all that the actual like battle section of it uh is really well done and and there's a lot of care taken to make the battles themselves it's much it's it's much more about movement and and positioning than i think a lot of xcom games are uh xcom you know i mean there's obviously positioning and things like that but with with this you 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 can only move one person per turn and you can only move them up well i should say you can only move them once uh but there are there's caveats to that but basically you get very little movement and then it's all about positioning and, and a lot of the abilities have you know there'll be area effects or they will be you know you're trying to you know punch one guy and have him fly into another guy or have him fly down a hole or something like that. There's a lot of positional stuff. It's very puzzly, which is something that that genre of, of the real of the turn-based strategy games doesn't do that often. Either it's like a straight puzzle game or like a more traditional, you know, squad based turn-based shooter kind of game. And this is, this is rides that line, especially as you get later, uh, when you can start to unlock the challenge missions to to unlock the different characters' kind of ultimate move, it is literally a puzzle. 
and it's it's you have these abilities and you can only you have so many moves and you have to kill everyone or you have to do some things but it, it's a very specific solution it's not you can't just kind of barrel through it just by having better cards and higher stats than other people uh, so mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that aspect of it and then in between the fights they basically decided we're gonna do a bioware style friend simulator where Whoa. all of the people all of you know all of the midnight suns and all these this kind of group of of different heroes you've got people from the midnight suns so you got blade you've got uh, magic you've got nico from the runaways uh and you've got the new ghost rider kind of blending in with some avengers you got captain america you got iron man you've got doctor strange you've got you know the, the kind of the classics and they're all in this in this abbey that you can, of course, it's an upgradable base and you can add new abilities and things like that. And there, it's, it's, it, it, it hits all the buttons. And so you can, you can become Dr. Strange's friend. You know, you can, you can, you can do all these things like you, there, there are like you fight during the day and then at night is when you kind of hang out with these guys and you can actually go on a, they call it a hangout. So it's like, I'm going to go take, I'm going to go take Captain America fishing on the Abbey or, <laughs> I, or, or I'm going to go have a drink with Deadpool or, you know, something like that. And so, and there's these little scenes and you build up your friendship level. And as the friendship level goes up, you unlock abilities for them and you, everything kind of, it, it's, it, it, it's not really doing anything super new. It's just doing, it's taking a lot of the things that a lot of modern games have done and kind of recombining them in an interesting way. And, and, you know, it's like if you had X, if you if you had XCOM, but you actually cared about your people and you actually could like learn things about them, like that's kind of kind of the vibe. Uh, and you know, the story itself is very interesting. Uh, you play this kind of stand-in character uh, called the Hunter, uh, who brings they bring back to life to combat the evil Lilith, who has come back from the dead to to raise hell and and end the earth and all that good stuff. So you so so you're the standing character that has no um no history or anything like that. You can kind of place whatever you want with them. Uh and but but you're thrown in with all these characters that you know. And the voice acting in this is amazing. I mean, they mm. they got some they got some of the the people that have done these voices for a long time. You've got uh Yuri Lowenthal is Spider-Man. He did the voice in the the PS4 Spider-Man games. You've got Steve Bloom uh who is uh is Wolverine. He's done Wolverine on a couple of the animated shows I think. Fred Tattashore is the Hulk. Again, he's been doing the Hulk forever. So you got these these classic uh voices uh, of these characters. Uh and then you've got like Iron Man who is has got probably the best Robert Downey Jr. impression I've ever heard. Like it, it's it's, really? it's it's an it's amazing. Like some some of the like the interesting ways that he that he that the intonation that Robert Downey Jr. has just comes through in a very odd way, and it, it's surprising how good it is at times. So the voice acting is really good. The story is really interesting. They they play up a lot. The, the, you know, one of the central plot points is that you know the, you've got these teams. You've got the Avengers, the kind of the established you know old school heroes, and then you've got the Midnight Suns. So it's 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 mostly younger people and it's newer people and the the kind of clash of cultures and and how that works and and that's but, awesome. And then and then you've also got like weird side stories like. Blade and Captain Marvel are kind of flirting with each other. Like they're kind of dancing around it that they're both attracted to each other. And so like Blade starts a book club to like 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 get Carol like to find reasons to hang out with Captain Marvel. 
That's but, awesome. But then Captain America overhears him and volunteers himself to join the book club. <laughs> so it's like, you, oh yeah. dear God, oh, I'm it's, seeing a triangle here oh, going it's on. So it's no, and 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 Captain America is just like, hey, it's a book club, you know, like he's he's completely innocent with the whole thing. But it's it's <laughs> there, it, it's so, it's one of those things where it could absolutely have taken itself way too seriously, especially when you're dealing with the you know these characters that they tend to be on the darker side of of Marvel, and you're dealing with you're dealing with Mephisto, you're dealing with Ghost Rider. You're you're dealing with all of these characters uh, that have a very kind of gothy kind of vibe to them and they're doing stuff like this or you know there's it, it, it's a fabulous game the downside of it though is so i ended up getting it uh i got the full game and the season pass on steam for 60 bucks mm. so that's, that's 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 relatively cheap i would say if i had bought this on console first off if, if I got what I got, it would be a hundred bucks easy mm. uh, on console. The season pass comes with a lot of cosmetics and things like that, you know, whatever. Although they do do a cool thing that I wish more these things would do. So you can, you know, like a lot of these games, you can buy all these costumes and, and different outfits for your character. And I always hesitate to that because it's like, I don't like picking a, I almost always just pick the default because that's always the best look. Mm hmm. You can buy a battle outfit, and you and you and you can buy casual outfits, and basically street clothes versions of these guys. And and so like when they're hanging around the base, they're wearing their street clothes. They have a, a toggle on there on your little customization thing where it's change outfits every day. Oh, so it gives you a it gives you a reason to buy all these cosmetics for characters, and you will actually see them because they will change their clothes every time. And you can do that with bat. You can you can do that with uh, you can do that with the the battle figure or the 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 combat outfits as well, you know. So it's like you know maybe Doctor Strange is showing up in his Defenders outfit, or maybe he's showing up. Or the best is they added like a bunch of the medieval characters. So oh, like sweet. So it's like here's Blade in Crusader armor. You know, it's just like what? <laughs> okay. Uh, but I think that's super cool. But the DLC, so they added, they're doing a total of four DLCs. There's two out right now as of when we record this. There's a Deadpool one and the Venom one. Overall, they're well done. Uh, Deadpool, you've got Nolan North as Deadpool again, uh, which and I think he's got that character down. It's very, it's it's very not Ryan Reynolds, uh, but it's it's it works. Uh, and 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 the Venom story and the Deadpool story uh, are good. However. If you buy them individually, they're $15 a piece, okay? For that $15, you get a grand total of three missions. Oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't sound too enticing. Wait, and the character? was, the, Or were the characters in there No, already? no, you, you, you get the character, and you get all the cosmetics and all the Hangout okay. videos and stuff like that. But, but in terms of, like, gameplay, gameplay stuff, it's three missions. And, you know, the... DLC so weird these days. It, it's, I think I think if it's I, not the first time I've heard of something like that. Yeah, so it's not yeah, like it's it, unique it's to not, this game. And I'm not I'm not saying there should be more with the fifteen dollars. I'm but I guess it's more I think if I bought this on console I would feel a little more ripped off. Mm-hmm. I think sixty bucks for everything, I think I feel pretty solid. I mean I've got eighty hours into it right now, so I've clearly, you know, paid uh, you know, I've, I've made wow. I've made my money on this. You got that, your money's worth out. Oh of yeah, it. absolutely. Uh, but it, the the DLC seems a little uh, a, a little exploitive, uh, which is it's a two K game, so you kind of expect that. Um, the other fun thing I found out, and I only found this out this morning actually, 
so the, on, on PC, the game is kind of crashy, which if you've played a 2K game on PC, it's that's pretty common because they have a, mm-hmm. you know, for a variety of reasons. But I found out today that I am actually playing this at under the minimum specs. Oh, <laughs> and what type of graphics card are you? Uh, it's 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 an older card, but I like my processor is is below, uh, oh. is, is is even below. So it's like oh. even, so it's like like there like there's no there's no there's like I meet like half the minimum specs, and that's about it. Interesting. And so the fact that it runs at all for me is is great, and I've had to like tweak it a little bit to get to keep it uh, uh to keep it stable, uh. But uh, but I was like, wow, I. First off, I didn't realize my computer was as old as this. Uh, it's like, wow, I really do need to upgrade. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It's uh, I think it's a great game. I think if you can get it cheap, I say go for it. Um, the I like the the DLCs. The Venom stuff is interesting. There's a it's all of the DLCs. I I don't know what the storyline is going to be for the next two because the next two DLCs are for uh, Morbius and storm sweet and morbius makes sense because so far all the dlc storylines have to do with a vampire infestation in new york oh uh and so morbius makes sense but like it starts with deadpool uh and and then venom gets involved in the story and then morbius i don't know how storm's gonna work in that but it's like it's a complete separate storyline to to everything that's going on but it involves you know some of the side characters things like that I think it's a great game. I, I I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Um, but it's definitely a okay. I'm gonna load. I'm gonna start a mission and I'm gonna go, you know, go to the bathroom while it's loading. You know, it's like like it's like, I I realize that I'm running this on on a potato right now, and it's uh, and that does affect my experience a little bit. But it's very good. It's intri- It's definitely intriguing me the part that you said about like the characters interacting with each other in the you know the overworld hub thing because. Um, it looks like this is a good use of the Marvel characters in the license. And I think we've seen that in like the recent card game. Um, I forget what it's called. I, snap. I was Marvel, playing it Marvel for snap. quite a while. Um, snap. So, you know, Marvel snap. And then this, mm-hmm. this game, seeing them interact with each other in that way and just using their, um, yeah, their, their interactions just must be very interesting. I was looking at a review right now, and it's a Slay the Spire meets Persona set in the Marvel universe. <laughs> and now this is dangerous for me because I love Slay the Spire and I love Persona. So just having a blending of that um, looks good. I'm definitely going to keep my eye on this and add it to my wish list and track for a sale of some type. But this is uh, this is looking fun. It looks like they do have it on a sale right now on Steam. Uh, yeah. Looks like it's currently going for fifty percent off for yep. the Midnight Suns Digital Plus Edition. So where do we find the time? This is crazy. <laughs> this is how they. Uh, is how they get I know. You. I still need to go through like Doom Eternal. I'm still playing Destiny and Lightfall. It's, oh man! It's, uh, so I'll much. add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that digital edition I think is the one that. I got. I'll have to double check. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to see what it was. But yeah, it, I, it was sixty bucks when when I got it. So game looks nice, and if it's anything like the XCOM games, it, you're definitely getting a lot out of just each of the individual characters themselves trying to build the right team to go out and 
take out the enemies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the ni- one thing I like about this in terms of uh, comparing it to XCOM is that at least as far as I know, there's no time limit. So like with XCOM, you can kind of faff around and, and, and kind of, you know, do random missions but there's going to be a point where you have to progress the story otherwise you lose yeah i hated that i always would lose because of that because i wanted to min max and i wouldn't do it quick enough exactly this this does not have that it just lets you do stuff and and the reason why i know this because because i i just got to the second act of the game and I've already maxed out all my characters, <laughs> so so <laughs> grinding out. <laughs> yeah, it's just because because the missions themselves are so fun and they're so varied, and you know when you you know there's something really enjoyable about punching a a Hydra guy, a Hydra soldier, hard enough for him to fall down a basically fall off the building that you're fighting. Like that, there's something nice. fun about that. I don't know why. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but it, there's something really enjoyable about that. Uh, but yeah, and I, I dig the new, I dig the new uh, Ghost Rider because it's it's the young young Hispanic guy now. It's not the old old fart, uh, and he he's a fun character and just it, it, there's so much good about this game that that I was not uh, I was not expecting. I wasn't I was I was expecting this to be a cash in. I really was, and uh, this it, it's much better than that. So so there you go. There's your recommendation. And we're already at over an hour. Look at that. Amazing. We don't even have time to talk about all everything else we were going to plan on talk about, which is kind of the theme of this show. But I do want to give another chance for Howard to talk about 2D Con. Absolutely. So for those who are interested about 2D Con, uh, feel free to reach out to our website. Um, it's on https colon forward slash forward slash 2dcon.net and that is the number two d for delta con.net um from there you can get all sorts of information you can register for uh this year's 2d con uh being held at the hyatt regency um we will be hosting it august 25th through the 27th this year um if you are also interested in volunteering if you love if you'd like to help out the staff, set some things up, maybe get a free badge just for doing a bunch of volunteer work, um, feel free to uh, also head to 2dconnet slash volunteer, where from there you'll be able to sign up, uh, set up your... Uh, let us know that you're interested, what department you'd like to join. Um, yeah, even if you just want to be a floater and work... Uh, uh, just be pointed to a certain department. We can get you over there and meet a lot of awesome individuals and have a f- fun time at the event. It looks it looks great. I can't I can't wait to try to hook up with some of the mega dads there and have a great time. You know, you have everything on the website. It looks beautiful, and you got cosplay going on. It says get a t- get a tattoo. They have all sorts of. Uh, people that you can meet and yeah i didn't know that carlos Ferro was actually the voice of da vinci in assassin's creed i didn't know that that's, that's uh, yeah cool that's, <laughs> oh, that's great <laughs> uh, 2d con everybody check it out and if you're not in the twin cities area 
look around. I don't care where you are. There's probably a similar kind of show in your area. So definitely check. I mean, if you, not everyone can go to these E3s and the Comic Cons and, and all those, these big shows. Find that local show and you know maybe even volunteer or you know help it grow in some way but definitely check it out there's a lot of cool uh, small regional conventions that are you know they're bringing in cool guests they're, they're setting up cool arcade setups like the 2d con has you know and i, and I just realized i sound 100 years old because i called it the 2d con uh but it's it's definitely support your local convention as best you can um so there, there's your there's that's your homework everyone go to a convention <laughs> don't listen to the show again until you do no don't do that but and i also do recommend you know kind of pigeoning off of pigeoning i don't know if that's the right word um kind of going off of what howard was saying if you get it if you have the opportunity volunteer for one of these things a lot of these conventions are volunteer run and uh you can get a not only can you experience the show in a very different way, but it's, you're helping, you know, you, you can become part of the actual, you know, infrastructure of one of these shows. I know Howard, we were talking offline, like you started basically just cause you were wanted to, I was it smash. I think it was, you said. Um, so yeah, for people who, uh, who are curious, I originally started, uh, I, I just played in Mario Kart tournaments Mario Kart, and that's found out yep. about 2d con originally. Um, after playing at a couple of tournaments, uh, I started working with some of the volunteers, and they asked me if I could start helping set up Mario Kart tournaments in the process. Um, through there, I slowly worked my way up. Uh, I, I've got the nickname now as Helpful Howard, just because I've gone nice. all around the departments. Um, I've gone up to registration, make sure that they have everything they need, they reach out to the right people. Um, now I'm a uh, just through all of the experience, starting off just playing in a Mario Kart tournament, I am now a co-head helping manage uh, getting volunteers to the right departments. So um, through uh, through just working as a volunteer, you can get a lot of experience setting up uh, computers, uh, working, uh, managing a group of individuals, uh, communication skills. It really helps uh, if you're looking to put that something on your resume saying, hey, I worked at this convention and I did all of this. And that that will show that you have a form of communication skills, people skills, and even troubleshooting as well. <laughs> that's a really good point. That That's excellent. And one more uh, thing, little cherry on top. I see here, you know, TD2DCon is going to... Uh, it's linking up with different charities. So over the years, they've uh, helped raise money for Able Gamers um, Foundation, Children's Cancer Research Fund, uh, uh, breast cancer, and all sorts of things. So th this is this is really great. And thank you, Howard, for you know being part of it and everything that you do. And it looks like a really good event all around. Thank you. And if it sucks this year, blame Howard. Yeah, Howard. <laughs> yeah, that, I always take that. I'm just like, if there's always a problem, definitely put it on my shoulders. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it, it's it's not Joe's fault. He's awesome. He's the one that gets everything up and running. It, put it on Howard. <laughs> put it on Howard. That's just that's just a good rule of life, everyone. Just remember that. Just put it on Howard. 
<laughs> well, Antonio, welcome back to Checkpoint. Hopefully, you'll be back more often. We'll see. We oh, don't know what's going whenever on. Whenever you let me. Whenever you let me. No problem. Just stop. Stop playing Peter Gabriel songs out uh, on my lawn, and I'll think about <laughs> having you on it more. At no promises. Well, uh, fair enough. Well, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Check out megadads.org and the Discord, uh, which I'll be links available in places. So, yeah, you, you you know what's going on. You're smart guys and girls or or, or other. I don't know. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Megadads Checkpoint is powered by Pants and part of megadads.org because we aren't allowed to post on Farmers Only anymore. Anything is possible for the right price. <laughs> <laughs>